let's talk about something uh, I don't know a lot about. I mean, I do follow technology and I love technology. We cover tech on this show a lot, but cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin is something I don't pay a lot of attention to because I still rely on the old-fashioned money. I'm not ready for Bitcoin and all that sort of stuff, but it's having a huge impact uh, on energy consumption. Uh, in fact, cryptocurrency has an energy consumption problem. Bitcoin alone is estimated to consume about 127 terawatt hours a year in energy. That's more than many countries, including Norway. Now, in the U.S., cryptocurrency activity is estimated to emit about 25 to 50 million tons of CO2 each year, on par with the annual emissions from diesel fuel used by the U.S. railroads. So decarbonizing the crypto industry uh, remains essential to achieving um, a safe climate future. Well, what's that happened? Well, Bitcoin miners have now been looking at British Columbia for greener energy. They require three things, of course, sufficient space, renewable power source, and an internet connection. And many of them have found uh, those places at old forestry towns here in British Columbia. Think Houston, think Canal Flats, think Ocean Falls. Well, now cryptocurrency, one cryptocurrency firm, has lost a bid to force BC Hydro to provide some of the vast amount of uh, energy it needs. Conifix Timber, which is a forestry firm that branched out into cyber, uh, cryptocurrency, uh, went to the BC Supreme Court to have uh, the policy declared invalid. But uh, the court last week says that the government's move to uh, pause new connections for cryptocurrency mining for 18 months was reasonable and was not unduly uh, discriminatory. Now, within the uh, court affidavit, BC Hydro's own CEO, Christopher O'Reilly, said that uh, uh, that particular company, Conifex, would have consumed 2.5 million megawatt hours of electricity a year. That's enough power and heat, uh, power to heat more than 570,000 apartments. Uh, So that's a tremendous amount of energy. Joining me to talk a little bit about cryptocurrencies and, of course, uh, the province's policy is Josie Osborne, BC Minister of Energy, Mines, and Low-Carbon Innovation. Minister, thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me on. My apologies for the lengthy introduction, but I thought it was required to, to explain <laughs> cryptocurrencies and where Bitcoin fits in, where British Columbia fits in. First of all, your thoughts on the decision. Well, I welcome the decision by the court, and I think it affirms the direction that we have chosen to go, which was to put a pause on these connection requests because of the enormous amount of electricity that they consume and the fact that they really provide very few benefits for British Columbians. And, of course, we want to be able to help people make the switch to electric vehicles or heat pumps or electrify industry, and we need to use our clean electricity here in BC for those kinds of benefits that British Columbians want. Uh, now, the ones that are operating here, the jobs, as you say, they don't, they don't hire a lot of people, right? It's 50 or 60 in some of these f- uh, facilities? Well, it's very small. That's right. So compared to, say, a mine, for example, for the same amount of energy that a mine could use compared to a crypto operation, the employment could be up to 30 times as much. Um, Does this mean there'll be no cryptocurrency expansion or Bitcoin mining in this province simply because, and I use this one one firm as an example, 570,000 apartments uh, in BC alone. I mean, that would mean we don't actually want Bitcoin mining in this province. We have some Bitcoin mining or crypto mining here in the province now. And at the time we put the moratorium in place, the temporary suspension, there were 13 uh, projects that were in operation. And so they have moved ahead through the connection system. And they're about 273 megawatts of electricity. But Hydro knew that there were 21 more coming up in the line, and that would have been 1,400 megawatts of electricity, an enormous amount, like you, like you described in your intro, more than what Site C would bring. 
So that's why, that's why it was so important to put this pause on. As to what it's going to look like going forward, we're doing that work right now to develop a permanent framework. So we've been consulting with industry, uh, working with First Nations, listening to communities and other stakeholders that have spoken up. And uh, you know, we have to put an 18-month pause on, and so you know, this spring we should be coming forward with the, with the next decision. I just look at uh, you know, your, your clean energy plan as a province, as a government. Uh, I look at, uh, at the desire to uh, you know, get rid of uh, fossil fuel vehicles by 2035, which will require EVs, which requires more power, uh, and many other uh, things that we're talking about in this province. Uh, where does... Uh, cryptocurrency mining fit in our priorities at the end of the day? If, if, if all of this is a draw on power and the priority is, uh, you know, making sure we get into EVs or cleaner energy, making sure we move to a greener future, when I look at the top 10 priorities of what will require power, we've already said we're going to be in trouble if we don't build more power in this province, not just necessarily hydroelectric, but, you know, it could be uh, wind and solar, whatever it may be. But in regards to priorities, crypto mining has got to be priority number 782 when you look at what our needs are in this province. Well, that's the reason why we put the pause on applications or connections so that we could do the more detailed analysis of what this industry was projected to grow to and bring that into alignment with our electrification plans and the priorities of British Columbia. And so, again, looking at job potential, economic development, greenhouse gas reduction benefits, we know from BC Hydro's call for expressions of interest in the northwest part of our province, for example, that the port wants to electrify, mines want to electrify. There's a lot uh, that we need to do across all corners of the province. So we want to use our electricity for the best purposes, for the most benefit to British Columbians. And as far as what crypto's role is in that, we'll see moving forward with the permanent framework that we eventually come up with. Are other jurisdictions, um, uh, how do they view cryptocurrency? I'm just curious if the other provinces have uh, sort of a broad policy or even states here in, in the U.S. That, that, that have some sort of a crypto policy. Do you know of any other jurisdictions that have, have already drawn out policy? Yes, the concern that we have here in British Columbia is shared by a lot of other places. Quebec is a little bit ahead of us, so they've gone ahead and done that work. They put a suspension into place. They looked at what a, a possible cap of electricity for that sector could be or ways that they could work with the sector to turn it off and turn it on when that electricity was needed for other reasons. But uh, other provinces, other states down in the U.S. are doing the same thing, and I think there's a general sense that uh, people are paying a lot of attention to the amount of electricity that this sector wants to use and that we need to do it, make these decisions really wisely. And again, to meet the values of, of British Columbians, I think it's common sense for most people that we want to use our electricity for the best benefit for us here in British Columbia. Yeah, I, the reason I asked that question is I was just looking at some numbers today in the U.S. Uh, President Biden has, and his administration have brought up concerns over uh, crypto mining and 2% of energy consumption, 2% for the entire country is now being taken up by uh, crypto. And I'm not sure how that helps uh, when there's so many other needs uh, ahead of uh, that industry. But hey, I'm looking to be con uh, convinced perhaps by the industry and they can explain why. And I'm sure you are as well. Minister, uh, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.